Hello, strangers, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 4 of the Loot and Dagger Podcast. If you like what you hear, rate us, comment, tweet us, basically shout our name to the world, or keep it bottled up, but that's likely bad for your health. Now, let's tell some stories. When last we left our heroes... The darkest timeline revealed that Matilda may one day become the sinister hero known as the Red Mask. This revelation thanks to her future self, who has kindly given our heroes a hint in order to alter the course of history. Find Mars Bruno, take his demon summoning book, and perhaps they have a chance at taking down the chaos threatening our world. Our heroes are about to return to Phandalin in hopes of tracking down Bruno. When last we left our heroes, Jacob had just left to go to his, his uh, basically United Federation of, of Kingdoms to figure out something to do with the overall demon plague that's been infesting the world, or at least as part of Faerun. You guys were about to go to Phandalin. Either we can just kind of say you're now on the road to Phandalin, or wherever you guys would like to pick up. We'll say that Phandalin does take about four days to get to from where you're at. Okay. Four or five, you're really, really pushing yourself. Yeah. You can get there about four. We got nothing else to do, so let's yeah. get on the road. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you guys just taking horses? Do you have a wagon? At this point, you have the kingdom's disposal as far as uh, I'm sure you can get a wagon to Lord Victor Sinclair or something like that. Just whatever you'd like to take. I just want to get the feel of what you guys are doing. Yeah, I wouldn't mind uh, bringing a wagon just for supplies for like tents and a table, some chairs. Creature comforts. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Lamping. Victor has yeah. been deprived of his Far too long. comforts. Mm-hmm. So, yes, uh, definitely a wagon for a table and some chairs and tents and other just general supplies. Cool. Well, paint me the picture. What is, uh, we're on the road to Phandalin, and it's just a road like any other road. It is a dirt path, basically, that goes, cuts, starts cutting into a forest. Okay. Are and there flowers? Uh, there are flowers. Um, we're on day some. one, so this is flowers. You guys are... Yeah, doing... as we get further out from Mistport toward... As the flora and fauna begins to change, like at whatever point that is, Tiri will take new flowers that she sees and press them in her book. All right. He's creating quite a quite a book there, quite a journal. Mm-hmm. 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 Is uh, Matilda on her spider? Does she bring her spider? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the spider just insists, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. Does it um, think it's a lap dog? Does it, like, cuddle up to you? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the spider clearly is much, much larger than a dog, and yet. But they still think they're, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spider thinks thinks that she's, she's is just a old lap dog. Is your boo riding up there with you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's holding on to her waist as she's riding, as uh, she's uh, yeah, scuttling, scuttling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as the reins of the um, spider. Now, is it just the five of us? Did did Darendale <clears throat> tag along as well, or is he still back? In the I'm going to say that Darendale is having a lot of fun. Darendale has at responsibilities palace. to tend to. Okay. And doesn't. Uh, I made sure Darendale had responsibilities <laughs> to tend to. That was a good call. All right. Yeah, there's a there's if a. If he didn't, he does now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's a team of. Uh, uh, hairdressers working on him. He's there. Uh, I think you uh, setting up the embassy. They're setting mm-hmm. up the embassy to. Uh, they keep uh, scratching out different names as he keeps telling them different names of the kingdom. But it's it's. There's fine. just a collection of like uh, seven different names on signs they can swap out for whenever he, that's when he says the name is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, so Darendel's there. Um, remember uh, Twix and um, Franklin kind of went off and did their own thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They did give uh, Victor a communication device of sorts, basically, mm-hmm. just like a, a "Help me, I've fallen, I can't get up" device that they sure. can come and, and, and get him. Ladislav, what are you doing? I'll probably be sitting up uh, next to Victor. I'm, I'm prestidigitating basically um, what looks to be different colors in front of him in a, in a flat uh, area, almost like I'm, he's basically playing Candy Crush, but he's making it happen. With prestidigitation, making some lights and stuff like that, and making a little puzzle game, uh, just a. Are you guys time. creating the puzzle game off the cuff? Like, okay, what about if this were the rules, and then you actually make the game itself, and then you start playing it? Yeah, that'll work. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'll just uh, sit there and play uh, Candy Crush with Vladislav. That's fine. Like I, I'm gonna. I want to press that red, that red chair. Yeah, <laughs> but I believe the one. Let's, the blue let's swap it with that uh, okay, green so pair. That. Oh, look at that! <laughs> there we go. I've I've crushed your candy. Oh, new game. First night goes through uneventful. We'll, uh, find a nice little clearing. Uh, set up the table and chairs. A little tablecloth. Put up plates for everyone. Mm-hmm. Crimson now, goblins. Oh, absolutely, crimson goblins. This, this may just be a road trip, but it's a special one. There's now, yes. now everyone, now I realize that the food that I've been creating for this past few months has not been ideal for the situation. Everyone's gotten a bit tired of gruel. Indeed. That's why when I got home, I spoke with some of our high clerics, and they taught me a new spell. Okay. So, say goodbye to gruel, hopefully forever. And uh, behold this hero's feast, and I will cast hero's feast, and the table uh, is full of uh, of fancy foods and beverages. Oh, is that Turkish delight? <laughs> oh, uh, you know it is. Exeter, you've got done yourself. This is wonderful. <laughs> Thank you ever so much. Please partake. Absolutely. And uh, it's all very healthy. It may not look like it, but you will feel ever so much better afterward. All right. Vladislav's looking amazed. He's just staring at the food. Yeah. Uh, now everyone, eat up and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Sarath kicks back, leans back in his uh, in his chair because you brought everyone brought chairs and they're mm-hmm. nice, comfortable chairs, I imagine. Oh yeah. And uh, he just uh, starts taking a sip of wine. Starts really relaxing. This is a. Uh, this is good. This is great. Yeah. Eating a, a chicken leg. And uh, just as a quick note to our listeners, it has been a house rule for this uh, group of players for the last uh, well over 10 years that uh, we, by tradition, ignore completely consumable components. We don't like it. We feel it's tedious. And uh, so we know that Heroes Feast is expensive, both consumable components, but we are ignoring that completely. (laughs) So we know. You don't have to tell us. (laughs) We know. Yeah. But we're doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. We're also going to go ahead and just say this out, right? Um, since Heroes Feast does come with a bunch of bonuses and such, I, um, me and Adam were talking about it, and he's going to always kind of cons- like take away that spell slot, and they're just always going to have Heroes Feast up and mm-hmm. working for them. So I'm this okay with that. This is how we will dine. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is how you'll dine forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> forever. But yes, uh, enjoy. And uh, after everyone eats, I'll just uh, press a digitate all the plates clean. Gather everything up, put that away, and, and get the tent ready and have a wonderful night's sleep. I love Magic it. makes chores so much easier. Oh, it indeed. It really does. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, oh no, magical people. Right. It makes me so sad. <laughs> and if everyone's good, we'll wake up in the morning and you start off again on another day on the road to Phandalin. And as the second day goes by, you notice at a certain point... It's like a wall of mist, darkness that's uh, that starts consuming the forest. Oh, is that is that supposed to be there? Well, it wasn't there last time. Okay. What's the visibility like now? Is it are we like down to like ten feet visibility or? Yeah, you're down to if, unless you have dark vision, but you all have some kind of goggles or something that helps you out, right? Mm-hmm. Victor yeah. still has his goggles. Oh, yeah, from, dark vision. Mm-hmm. Dark vision have, goggles. Yeah. yeah. At this point, it's just flavor for you, but it is something. There is a point when there's almost like a line, a sheet, um, where you can see perfectly. There is a bright, shiny day on one side, and then when you cut into this mist, it is a. It is darkness um not complete darkness but it is like misty and wretched i'm gonna take a wild guess that this is not natural and do an arcana check go for it that is gonna be a dirty 20. a dirty 20. well that's a really good roll anybody else want to make a roll and we'll kind of make it like a team effort here sure i will make a religion check to see if uh, perhaps it's a divine influence go for it Mm, that's a that's a bad roll. It's only okay. gonna be an eleven. <laughs> nope. No. Not one. 
Well, you do have like your divine senses. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this. For the religious people, I mean, I can especially, cast divine. yeah, I have divine. But you can feel when like things are unnatural and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Even though you don't know what it is, both of you, Tiri more than than Victor feels this is unnatural and this is in some ways unholy. Is it and, magic? If it helps, I got a night, uh, 18 on Arcana. As well. Okay, so so our two uh, our two arcane people in the back are uh, are talking to each other and looking at it and taking samples and and what have you. Yeah. There's a mixture here, and this is a, because you guys are working together and because you have, you have a really good role. You remember back in your, uh, you remember back in university days, mm -hmm. back of the Enclave? Yeah. You know, there's a difference between casting something from you and casting something from, say, a scroll or casting something from a ritual. Yeah. This seems like a ritual, and it seems like a ritual of some kind of uh, control weather. Okay. <clears throat> Now there's some other mixtures in here that's powering the control weather. Some something else has been mixed with this ritual, but this is definitely a ritual that has been. So like a yeah. ritual plus a summoning or something. That's a good way to describe it. A ritual plus, uh, well, so, yeah, something like a summoning and something that's like a, operating as a battery to this. Okay. It's like <coughs> someone set off a ritual and something's keeping this going. And as you're there taking samples, you do notice the fog is slowly, the darkness is slowly creeping even further out. It's spreading. Yes. Well, I imagine we go in the opposite direction of where it's spreading to. I guess I could have just said where it's spreading from. I don't know why I make things more complicated than they have to be. Anyway, we go in that direction. We just uh, murder whatever's there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I detect a... Uh direction of the source i should be able to with divine sense it's six i mean if feet. it's just spreading yeah. that way we go the other way yeah i just meant if there's a more particular triangulation i suppose that makes sense. is there any effect on the 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 wall the the foliage or anything for the darkness that look like it's dying uh roll me a nature check uh six yeah everything just looks creepy not just because of the mist because of the uh the controlling of the weather you said it looks creepy it looks a bit strange, yes. Like the plants and stuff? Ugh. I'm going to check as well. Uh, 21. 21. That's really good. You go up to some plants, and as you're looking through the plants, you notice that what what may have been sunflowers, mm -hmm. they look rotten's not the right word, but certainly turning an ugly shade of, of grays and blacks. Also, sunflowers shouldn't be poisonous, but these certainly look like they start they start having, like, thorns on them with poison coming out of it and as you yeah. as you're looking at that you look up into the uh into a tree and there's a uh, squirrel twice the size of what it should be oh well with fangs that's... oh that is adorable and it that's scuttles a... off just a big old saber-toothed squirrel just having a nice day okay um that's not expected that's not normal um well. all right oh i bet I bet Mr. Devereaux would love one of those as a pet. Does this uh, bear any markings or resemblance to anything that we might have associated with the uh, <coughs> rot and decay zutmoy or anything? And I'm going to give you this because because you have already you've already investigated zutmoy mm -hmm. pretty well. You understand? It's almost like its own arcane divine signature to it. Yeah. This is not zutmoy, but this okay. is something. Similar. Okay. Similar, but different. Different. Okay. It's like a different thumbprint, but you know it's a thumbprint of perhaps a uh, some kind of demon taint. All right. The worst part of a demon. Well. Yeah, well, probably. let's get a move on. Let's get to murdering. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh. Let's keep on trucking. Mm -hmm. Um. Again, did we get a particular? Uh, I mean, other than that way. Do we I have mean, anything it, more precise? Because you guys rolled really well, um, I'm going to give it to you. Um, do we need additional rolls, investigation or something? Or no, I hey, think Tara, you can do a yeah. thing where you can sense the unholy, right? I can. Maybe you ought to. It's a uh... sixty feet. Yeah. Okay. Um, GPS. It is really. Since you're casting anyway, or is that a cast thing, like a spell thing? I can use it three times in a day. That's cool. Yeah. Let's uh, let's say you cast it. That along with uh, everyone's investigative work. You triangulate that the most probable direction that this is uh, manifesting from happens to be Fanlin, where you're going to. Because you can sense 
uh, fiends within 60 feet. You don't sense a... You sense things maybe turning chaotically maybe in the fiends, depending on... Uh, and you can already kind of guess that maybe the uh, the roots of these plants are starting to become tainted, and maybe that that's starting to mutate some of the wildlife around you. So you get like that faint glimmer of, of, of fiends around you, but nothing nothing solid. How long does that last? Uh, it just says till my next turn. Ah, okay. All right, well, onward we ride. Yeah. You ride into the creepy fog. You hear, um, you hear sounds that are not quite the animals you you remember. Those type of those type of sounds, and and occasionally you see like wild a set of like green eyes that come out and they they go away and they something scuttles off. You at one point see a uh, undead snake just slithering around, all bones and a little bit of skin. So at uh, one point, uh, let's say on the night of the third day, when we make up for camp, I'm going to head off in the woods and see if I can nab me a saber-toothed squirrel. <laughs> I, made a, a... I made a survival check of 21. Okay. You have a saber-toothed squirrel. Oh, you're going to be such a good pet. It, you bring it this does back not, to the camp? Mm-hmm. It does not want to be... Victor Sinclair, for the love of Paylorner, that's unholy. That is an unholy dead. Like that's a script. No. Well, it didn't mean to be no. unholy. It's just out here trying its best. Why? Because... <laughs> Look at the little guy. He's I... so full of life. Uh, <laughs> it's just. He's a big old squirrel, yeah, isn't he? You're a big like, boy. <laughs> just look at you. Squirrels are already in the Does it look like all mangy and stuff? Like, it, 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 it has patches of like no oh, hair. Yeah. <laughs> it has patches of no hair. It has bit two giant just like like saber tooth fangs coming out of it. And it's just looking at everyone like <gasps> Victor. Squirrels on a good day are plotting something sinister. Do you really, really want to take this back to its big old squirrel tail is just Devereux. What's he gonna do with it? Jumping on the ground. Well, Matilda's just... gonna go examine the squirrel and like shake its little paw. See, it's adorable. Look at the little guy. It's going to it's, bite it you. It seems to react better when you feed it. <laughs> so yeah. What do you, yeah. Um, you want to eat, little guy? Its eyes glow red. Yeah, I'll I mean, g- I'll give him an apple slice. <laughs> just, there you go. Yeah, he just he just uh, takes an apple slice and just like just chomps right into it with a sinister look. Yes. If you're dead set on this, you've at least got to go ahead and name it before I do something really rash. Ooh, let's see. I'll name you Patches because your fur is all patchy. It looks like you're still a vegetarian. Eat well, that's apple. good news. You I'll sleep it. so much better tonight. You could introduce him to the rat. I'll make, I'll make sure I have my armored glove on okay. and I'll give him a little scritch behind his ear. Just like, look at you. All oh, right. Boy. Hold on. It critically fails trying to bite you on the neck. <laughs> as it like reaches up like <laughs> it's <laughs> Look at that. All right. It was trying to bite him on the neck though? It was. Oh. But oh, is it looks gonna like, be like it, the cave baby situation it, again. Yeah, but he <laughs> Yeah, but he didn't like the cave babies. He loves this thing. Are you sure <laughs> it's vegetarian, Matilda? It's going for the jugular. I well, don't think. I'm, I mean, but he, he didn't bite. He didn't bite. Have you seen him bite? I, he, he ate an apple. He did eat that apple. Uh, it's fine. I have nowhere to keep him, and he's not just going to. Uh, he's gonna... So, what'd you say? Just, I'll tell you what. I wish I had to of animals right now. I'm going to lay patches down. Um. <laughs> patches. And if Patches runs away, I don't have to pick with him. Well, uh, I won't chase him. We'll, uh, we'll we'll just see how that works out. I'm gonna I'm gonna set Patches down. He bolts off into the forest. Oh, I guess it just wasn't meant to. Oh, I was hoping to examine him a little closer. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. But I've written him down because maybe. <laughs> maybe we'll catch another. Maybe one. Maybe you'll see him again. Maybe one day. I'm gonna follow you. Totally About this you. time, you hear someone going. Hello? Oh, hello, hey. boys in the woods? Oh. Hello? Eventually, uh, a human walks into your camp from the from the forest. And he is uh, done up in the Phandalin guard armor. Uh, oh my god, Victor? Oh, uh, hello there. Oh. What, are you... what are you doing so far from home? Oh, 
we uh we got a we got attacked. Oh dear. Yeah, we got a camp of the survivors. Not too long. We just oh the survivors. Yeah, we saw the the smoke and we smelled some food and I decided to investigate. And... When you say camp of survivors. Yeah. Could you elaborate? So there are a lot of dead people from the attack and the people who weren't dead got together and survived yeah you mean like in this camp is everybody left from Fandolin? yeah oh yeah what attacked you it was it was dark the darkness started okay and then i couldn't but we know for a further. fact there's a dragon and some oh. mage riding a dragon that dragon and then maybe oh, that'll be fun i really enjoyed cobalt. killing my last dragon um but uh, more importantly, the survivors. Are any of them in critical medical condition? Do they require immediate attention? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's... Okay, well, I gotta go do that before we uh, make our way into, back into town. Yeah, it's not too far from here. We're actually in a bit of a argument of what to do next, but... Yeah, now that you're here, I mean... All right, take us to your camp. You are the Lord. Well, we're going, I'll basically kind of like, you know, give them like the rundown, uh, look at Victor. It's like, we should tell them to get the mystic for right now. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. All right, so not too far, probably um, probably 20, 30 minutes from where you are now. Mm-hmm. There is a there is a camp that's running alongside a river, and it's a large cleared out camp. And here you see tents set up everywhere. Um, the most recognizable figure that you see in the middle, by the way, uh, Victor, is Dunkthor Anderson. With his leg, uh, he has one leg wrapped up. And uh, bandages. He's got uh, scrape marks across his face. And uh, dunk you, old son of a bitch. You look like shit. Oh, oh, I look like shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. I do. I do. I look like shit. Okay, I get it. I get it. This is why I'm not made for adventuring. I tried it that one time. Didn't work out for me. Hey, you're much better administrator. Oh my god, I can't. I am so glad you're here. And he uh, come here, uh, scooting over to you because he's hobbling on his leg. He gives you like a big old hug. Oh my god, I can't believe... Well, it's good to see you, Duncan. Oh. I'm gonna heal you up if there's anything left over. I'm told you have members in critical condition. Oh, yeah, we got a bit of a medical clinic uh, going on right over here. And he, and he takes you over and there are... There are about 15 people in this one tent, all kind of moaning and various scar marks. Uh, one guy has a, a leg that's been lost. Everyone looks to be burned by acid more than anything. Um, and a couple people have uh, a couple people have their veins are popping out a little bit, and they have like purplish glow kind of resonating from them. Yeah. All right, this is gonna take me a little while. Why don't you guys get the rundown of what happened, and I'll hit all these people up. Okay. Just to kind of go over this camp now that you're here, because mm-hmm. now we're gonna say that you guys come in immediately. That happened with Duncan. You're immediately trying to go and 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 work through some people, mm-hmm. uh, work work healing with some people. This camp, there's probably, outside of the 15 that are in that tent, there's about 30-ish kind of mulling around, talking to each other, um, and there's various tents and what have you. There is, right at, right, that greeted you, there's a goblin, there's a human with a horse. Um, the human and a horse uh, seem to be trying to sell you, uh, sell you some peaches, and there's a, there's a goblin there who's uh, petting the horse, and outside of that, there looks to be a cobalt in a cage, looking looking really sad, just in his cage. You also see a group of you can kind of spot them out of a out of a group of like average guards. There looks to be like a three mercenary type people, all done up in, in heavy armors. One of the mercenaries is a uh, is it Kinku? Oh, Kinku. Kinku. Oh. So it doesn't have the big giant plate mail armor or anything like that, but it does have like some armor to it. So there are these uh, there are these three mercenary-looking people. They are talking to an elvish woman. They seem to be in a bit of a heated discussion. This seems to be everything of interest. What was the previous population of Fandolin? It had to be. It was a smaller town, so I would say there were probably about a hundred people that lived that there. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Because it was just kind of a more of an outpost after. Yeah, it's more of an outpost. So it's and now there's start... about forty-five. Yeah. What are the what is the the heated argument with the obviously what are they saying we hear? The heated argument comes from the mercenaries talking to the elf, saying that uh, that their mission is critical and that they need to be doing what they need to be doing. Um, they're almost done with their their mission, 
and uh, she they don't take orders from her. Um, they keep calling her Helia. Right, the mercenaries have any uh, patches or cigarettes? Uh... They call it their name. One guy goes, uh, "Listen here, right? We are the Titans of Metal. We don't listen to you, all right? We have a job to do, and we're going to do that job to the best of our ability, all right? We ain't scared of this mist of this darkness. They look." Every bit like they should, they belong in a Swedish death metal band. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One's a uh, female, and one's a male, and the other's a kinku. And yeah, and the female is like, "That's right, I don't listen to you at all." We apologize to any past, current, and future British listeners to yeah. our podcast. <laughs> this it's, is a. Uh, it's just gonna get worse from here. It's gonna get worse. I cannot yeah. do a British accent to save my life, which is probably funnier. But I don't want to offend anyone. I just right. want to let you guys know we, I'm not. We know we're bad. We know we're bad. Please forgive us. I'm sorry. They've been listening to a terrible Scottish accent for the last, you know. <laughs> yeah, but they, and whatever the hell. Even if they came this. to peace with that, <laughs> we mean no harm. We mean no harm. We love you. I'm gonna. We love you. I'm gonna look at. Uh, uh, I love Hugh Laurie. <laughs> I'll look at uh, Matilda, kind of nod, and kind of put her head over there, and uh, yeah. walk over to the to Helia, and um, mm -hmm. and apparently, she looks apparently Dragon Force, and goes, yeah, and Dragon Force, yeah, apparently, and I'm gonna I'm gonna smile, I'm gonna do a charisma check. Okay, what is that? That's a, gonna be a fourteen. Okay, just smile and say hello. She looks at you. It's like, oh, newcomers, you guys willingly. Coming over here? Yeah, we were actually on our way to Fandolin. Uh, what's going Ooh, on? Good luck. Uh, well, oh. We're friends with Lord Sheriff Victor Sinclair. Oh. Oh. <laughs> she looks around. The exact with... wrong word. Yeah. <laughs> Willingly? <laughs> In Elvish, I will say to her, like, basically, the equivalent of, do you have a problem with it? In Elvish, she speaks to you. Uh, I don't have a problem with him, but he certainly has a problem with me. Common tongue, she uh, comes I'm gonna back. look at Victor and just raise an eyebrow. I'm well, over my medical tent. Yeah. I'm yeah, missing. Well, in his direction. <laughs> so Victor's here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's what's, what's he's going on? He's helping the wounded. Oh, that sounds like him. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, yeah. So the fine town of Phandalin was overrun by a giant dragon and the person riding a dragon, and also the minions that I assume are attached to the person who's riding the dragon. Giant dragon, dragon rider, minions. Yeah, that's about the gist of it. Do you, okay. do you know who this dragon rider is? Um, like, who would attack your town? And why? No, I mean, I don't know who it is because they were wearing a mask. Why Did the mist come before or after? Oh, the mist came first. All what right. color was the mask? I guess it's red with some white onto it. It's hard to tell in the darkness. Don't look at me. Don't, he, he looks at Matilda. Don't look at mm. me. I've been with you guys. Anyways, if if uh, anything I know about lore is correct, that seems like a red mage mask of some sort, some kind of battle mask. But I've been with you guys. <clears throat> All right, who are these guys? Except for that time that you and uh, <clears throat> your beloved ran off, and uh, we didn't see you for a little bit. So yeah, you've been with us. Most of the time. I was in the library. I was gone for a couple of hours. Mm. It took us four days to get here. Just... Do you guys want me to walk away? Are you guys having a fight no. right now? Should I? No, no you're we're fine. fine. We're fine. You're right. fine. Well, um, you may have said this. When did the attack happen? Terry is glancing Bloody very worriedly between <laughs> between Vlada's love. It actually happened four days ago. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, Terry's just glancing back and forth between Vlada's love and Matilda. Like, she really doesn't no yeah about four right days now. ago attack happened uh we were all caught flat-footed and mm -hmm. uh though i'm always ready to leave whenever i can and luckily we happen to have the titans of steel here and uh they were able to help out with dunk and some of the guards to at least get some uh get some people moving out of the town and this is the collection of people that made it to i guess uh we got this far before we realized that we couldn't go any further without tending to the sick and wounded. And now we're all discussing what to do next. Right. So you were arguing with the Titans. Like, what's what's your plan? Well, my plan is none of us can defeat a dragon. And if that is a red mage out there, I do not want to... I don't want to rumble with a red mage or a red mage's minions. 
Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'd rather get these people to uh, Neverwinter or Mistport is close by, and uh, I hear that they have, uh, they're accepting refugees right now. Yeah, Mistport's accepting refugees. So that's, that's really my plan. Okay. Uh, the Titans of Steel here, he's like, yeah, what, what's about? Well, these Titans of Steel, they are on a mission because, um, well, they're delivering the last will of, of somebody. So, part of that last will is to, uh, A, that's why I'm there. They wanted me there so I could uh, get get uh, my part of his will. They want to make sure that everything was fine in Phandalin because they can't back away from a giant dragon fight. Last will of who to Grit tough and stuff. Grit's not dead. Well, apparently his kill switch was activated. So either he's dead or he's on another plane of existence. Which Well, yeah, he's on another plane of existence. Either we, way. We, apparently we swap places. What? Uh, me and uh, this Grit. She looks at you. You swap places with Grit? Yeah, Grit disappeared and Vladislav showed up. It was weird. Uh, I'm Nigel, by the way. Nice to meet you. Listen, Hi, Nigel. Listen here. So who do you need to deliver his will to? I uh, got... Uh, now... <laughs> so... You see, what I really need is uh, I need... Uh, Victor Sinclair, Twix, and uh, and Franklin, which I can hear that uh, maybe Victor can speak on behalf of Twix and Franklin. Yeah, and Victor's and, uh, here. He's in the medical tent. All right. All right, then. Then uh, contract over, right? Yeah. Then yeah, you can, can help us kill the dragon. dragon. And they go, woo! Yeah, yeah. We, we could, uh, or if you're not completely useless, we can uh, use your help to kill the dragon. Not completely useless. We are the Titans of Steel. Good. Awesome. Glad to hear it. Good to um, Yeah, Victor's in the medical tent. All right, then. Pop two. All right, then. All right. Hey, Helia, um, do you know anything about... A, uh... a long cigarette at this point. Just... That's cool. Whatevs. You yeah. got a spare? Yeah. Yeah. And she uh, throws one over to you. Give me. Um, do you know any guy, anybody named uh, Mars Bruno? Well, of course I know Mars Bruno. Okay. He's one of the reasons why I decided to... Meet the uh, Titans of Steel in Phandalin. I had nothing else to do since uh, he um, caused quite a ruckus in my organization. Ooh, what's your organization? The Black Network. Oh, sweet. Good. All right. I've yeah. never really heard anybody say, oh, sweet, when they talk about the Black Network. You know, I'm like, I'm looking for, uh, I'm looking for Mars Bruno and I, you know, heard he got ousted from the Black <laughs> Network because he's gone a little bit crazy. Um, I need something that he is the last person to have. Well, good luck with that. Where, when was the last time you saw him? Where was he? Well, when he decided to break up the Black Network and mm -hmm. uh, take his own people and um, start collecting artifacts of uh, power. And um, he basically took those and went off to the jungle. What jungle? Sweetwater jungle. Okay. My spies are... I still have a couple of spies within his organization, so this is this is just what the last that I've heard. Yeah. Is, um, he's somehow he's somehow able to create an island, probably an island, a large rock that's already there, but made it floating based off of uh, all the artifacts of power, and he's creating something of a palace. Yeah, he's gone mad. Because he created a floating island with a palace? Yeah. Sounds kind of neat. Yeah. And he's invited all manner of, even people the Black Network wouldn't associate with, things. For example? Hmm. Well, let's see. Vampires, uh, beholders, really unsavory types as okay. far as other uh, organizations that uh, even the Zentarium wouldn't touch. Okay. And he's creating something of a, um, of just a hub for them. Oh, okay. All right. And he's got a, he's got a book he's been carrying around, maybe? You know anything about that? Well, he has plenty of books. He's been like collecting a, all kinds of things. Maybe a special one. If he has it, I'm sure he's locked it away in his vault on the palace. Okay. And that palace is in the, uh, Sweetwater Jungle? Yeah. Floating Island? Yeah. As soon as we take care of some of these people, I'm going to try to get as many of uh, my Zentarium uh, together. Uh-huh. The ones that's not fractured. And I think we want to assault the, uh, take back some of the shit that's ours, honestly. And, and like, go there and, and assault on the palace floating island place? You're looking really excited. And she smiles. Hmm. 
Well, if destruction's your aim... Matilda, was it? Yeah. If destruction's your aim, then I think we're going to be great, great friends. All right. Basically, that island's held up by all that, all the magical artifacts he's been bringing in, right? Yeah, yeah. So we, like, so, you know, blow the place up and loot it, and then it's going to fall down. Yeah, that's the, that's the plan. When Some we do that, that um, I'm claiming one of his books, if that's cool. You take yeah. whatever the hell Dips. you want. I just want to see that son of a bitch die. Okay. In yeah. his own palace. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. All right, um... Yeah, because he's got a he's got a book, and you know, in order to like get rid of all these like demon lord problems, we need it. So, but first things first. She rolls let's... her eyes. Doesn't surprise me. He was uh, he he decided to take over the Underdark uh, section of the Black Network, and he's been um, dealing with necromancer books. Yeah. Dealing with uh, all kinds of books of the of darkness and undead. Really, it it all started when he got that stupid amulet. Amulet. He just started, yeah. He was never a, a caster before, you know. And then he just started being able to, uh, out of nowhere, just start being able to just amulet, understand just, just the dark, magic like. a little bit more. Did you have a good, good, look at, good, good look at the amulet? It was a gem. It was a shiny, shiny gem. And he uh, placed it on one of his, uh, he placed it on a, on a dagger and now wears it by a, by a chain. And ever since then, he refuses to part with it. Right. And ever since then, hmm. he's been going absolutely bonkers. Crazy. Okay. Yeah, well, all right, so we're going to bring him down. I'm going to take that book. Um, but uh, first things first, we got to get these uh, victors getting folks patched up. We'll send them on their way to Mistport, and we're going to take care of this uh, dragon and Do me a favor. Who's, um, who's closest to Victor? She looks around. Who's... Who's got his trust more than anyone else? If you don't mind me asking. Not for any nefarious purposes. I actually would like for whoever it is to let him know I'm on his side this time. Terry? Probably me. And she looks at you and she's like, I really am on his side this time. I'm guessing you weren't last time. We had a difference in political opinions. Oh, okay. But overall, I think it's our all hearts right. in the I right mean, places. You know, he and I have a lot of differences of opinion too, so... Mm. Oh, we both really liked that squirrel with the fangs. It's getting better. You both like terrifying mutated squirrels? Apparently. I, I was a little shocked that, that he was as charmed by it, but, you know, what else? She just smiles. You are cute. She's got that going for her. Mm -hmm. That's true. And uh, Helia decides to sit down, and there's a makeshift kind of like a like table there that everyone's kind of sitting around with with uh, maps and stuff like that and they were trying to sketch out the next best routes and entry points and stuff like that for getting out of maybe the mist and other people were scratching some some stuff in for fandling that type of thing um and she just sits back leans back in a chair and continues smoking her cigarette all right um so matilda is gonna smoke that cigarette that she bummed and uh, then go wander around to talk to some more people to see how much descriptive information she can get about the dragon with its rider and minion. Oh, no. Before she does that, Terry's... Matilda? Yeah. Um, yeah? You mentioned on the road up that you were working on uh, learning some more spells. Yeah. You got a way to send a message. Yeah. Do you think you could get one to my father? Um, I don't know. I I could try. I don't know your father. Um, hmm. I mean, it can't hurt to give it a shot. If right? they're sending more refugees from here to Mistport, I've only asked for more aid. <laughs> well, I've directed that there be aid sent to Mistport. If they're sending more, then there's going to need to be more aid sent. I'll ask him to double it. Okay. Um, yeah, I can, uh, I can give it a shot. Um, do me a favor. Um, take it, take a piece of paper and, uh, uh, write down his name and, and some information about him, okay? Alright. I have a, a drawing, if that helps. Yeah. Uh, Terry yeah, will yeah. pull out a family portrait she's kept. Okay. Um, she's just, I mean, it was, she's noble, so it would have been... Pulls, is it's it like a, a big portrait a... that she pulls out of the bag of holding? <laughs> <laughs> I just keep this around. No, it's a uh, 
it's not a locket exactly, but it's mm-hmm. like a sm- just like a a little compact sort of okay. thing that has a, a miniature painting. Yeah, I get you. Okay. So I'll show that All right. to you. Now, right now, this is way, way, way beyond Matilda's message spell. Okay, Matilda's message spell has a range of like 120 feet. Ah. All right. But Matilda doesn't want to say that. Gotcha. Because Matilda knows that Tiri really, really has lost like all trust for her. All oh, of it. I'm sure if you use your inspiration and uh, yeah. do some funky wooju, you may be able to pull something off. That's exactly what Matilda's going to do. Um, so uh, that's why Matilda asked for you know his name to be written down and like a drawing of him. She wants all this stuff because she wants to try to focus as much as possible. Um, oh, and maybe uh, burn a higher spell slot? Yeah. Give it some extra punch? Yep. Um, cash in. Inspiration. This is a cantrip. I'm going to burn that six level spell slot and cash in that inspiration. I love Shit. it. I want this to work. So do you because take, do you go to a, a side of the camp where no one's around and you kind of no s- one's around. steal yourself and you just, like, yeah. I know this doesn't work this way. But yeah. Maybe if I try, if I try hard, hard enough. If I try hard enough. Yeah. Because... Matilda feels like her only friends in the world think that she's a bad person and is going to turn into a villain. And, like, Tiri is the only girlfriend she has (laughs) and has ever had. And this is so goddamn important. Like, she is ready to cry about it. And Matilda doesn't have, like, soft, squishy emotions, really. Like she does. She does, but, like... Right now they're breaking out of a cell. Oh, man. This has to work. Okay. Okay, so she's going far away from everybody where nobody can see. She's going to, like, get into a little meditative pose. Okay. And nobody can see that, like, she's crying a little bit. Okay. Cashing this six-level spell and inspiration Tyri to send also, this message because there has to been dad. conflict yeah. Tyri will pray as okay. well um, that's perfect because I get to do two fun little things at the same time then yeah. so you do all that you, so you have the message yeah it starts folding itself up mm-hmm. and then you see like a you see like a like a faint line around it like it's being put in an envelope of some sort and then in front of you, because and it starts like going somewhere where you realize the range just can't get there, and you're trying really hard, and it, and like the message just kind of flutters down, and it comes back up, and it flutters down. You notice your compass starts shaking, the compass that you used for um yeah. for the hotel at yeah. Raven Hollow. Uh-huh. It starts shaking wildly in your pocket, or in your bag or satchel, or whatever you have. When you bring it out at that moment, a um, think of it like a window opens up, mm-hmm. and there's darkness behind a window and uh do you remember the the guy at the hotel the uh the the, the front guy that you uh, the that guy yeah sorry i'm trying to think of the, the receptionist uh-huh mm-hmm. he pops his head and it's like master service where do you need it yeah yeah i need this to go to my friend terry's dad here's his name and information oh yeah all right that's he, he grabs it yeah all right uh when do you need it like now as fast as possible yeah fast as possible of course uh all our hotel guests get this type of level of service, so I really hope you're satisfied. You're a badass. Thank you. And he winks at you, and he closed like he's closing up a window. And you're like, oh, uh, thanks for ringing. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, that. Yes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> All right, and then Matilda just kind of collapses backward on the grass, smiling. Yeah, you're praying to Paylor, Mm -hmm. right? You're trying to pray to Paylor, and generally, you know, praying is praying. You're just praying, and you're hoping the prayers are there. At a certain point, it's like there's a transmission that starts coming in and coming out of your prayer, and it sends you into a a minor trance. And this transmission, and and it sounds like, it's almost like if birds talked, and, and almost a sing-song voice. There is this echoey voice in your head. It says, My, my child, my child celestial, celestial plane is, is 
somehow being cut off from you. You have another mission. You are close, so close, to a lord of undeath, and he is blocking, blocking me. And it kind of cuts in and out, like you can almost hear parts of the conversation. Do what you must to return the light. And transmission ends. Um, Tiri's going to uh, ignite the Dawnbringer Lone Sword. The Essentially, as a show of devotion, like, that's all I've got at yeah. the moment prepared. Like, it's, she's. Think of it like uh, at this point, you can feel the connection to cords being cut between you and Paylor, but there's almost a, um, a warmth in your heart as though Paylor has just squeezed your hand, as in she understands. Or he. It's a, it it's a god. He. Sorry. Me. Cool. So I'll choose kind of for flavor if you would like. Um, as it's cutting out, um, the sword will kind of do one sort of pulse. Yeah. And that is my improved divine smite. All right. Um, it's you do feel, and of course, um, everyone just leveled up. So it's nice. Sometimes it's fun to figure out ways that people mm -hmm. do level up. Yeah. You level up. Uh, you had leveled up. And part of your level up was it does feel like you've been enhanced somehow through Paylor. And not just that, um, you you didn't have dark vision before, right? I've always, as, or as have an you? elf, yeah. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, elves have dark vision. Well, never mind. <laughs> never mind. You have darker vision. I was going to have... <laughs> the darkest vision. The darkest, <laughs> the darkest vision. Ooh, do I have... But uh, your can eyes I can now, your eyes things? now glow a little bit more, and you can almost like, not turn them on and off, but they're, they definitely have like a celestial flavor to them. It's like when you go into full go full holy sword mode like you actually have this fun like anime look to you like your eyes shine over and uh and you, you are look the extra weapon holy your... yeah holy. you look extra holy holy tron mm -hmm. then a uh not too long later uh mm -hmm. a uh card flutters like comes out poof comes down right into matilda's hand oh hello it says uh royal monkey messenger service receipt sweet message received yeah all right, so Vladislav, you do anything else? Uh, well, I was gonna going back to assist with assist Victor. Okay, as be, the best I can. I figure even, even if it's this isn't morale. the first time I've uh, I figure by now I've taught him basic bandage wrapping techniques. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Just a, a lot of this are uh, yeah, there are burn marks and uh, and broken legs and things of that nature. There are a few people who do need healing, healing to kind of retract some of the. Uh, or they're actually dying They're, they mm -hmm. need some healing right most everyone is pretty much stabilized um there were a few soft like there were a few spots like the 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 cleric that was in uh Fandolin. i was going to ask you actually specifically about her about the uh, cleric of tamara that was there Just, uh... she is not here right now okay she's not in this tent okay in, in the right. passing conversation while i'm assisting him i'll, I'll mention uh helia yeah uh, hey we believe old friend of yours here Mm -hmm. And uh, who might that be? A uh, lady uh, by the name of Helia. Oh, that bitch. <laughs> uh, Terry will have made her way over to the yeah. medical tent as yeah, well. She I believe she mentioned you guys did not get along too well. That's fair. That's fair. She's a member of a criminal organization that, uh, and a dirty successionist. Don't care much for her kind. But uh, I believe we've just about uh, got all these people tended to. Uh, had enough healing to spare, mended the broken bones, got everybody in working order, cured some diseases oh, and poisons. That is love. Hello. Oh, that's good oh. work. I've tried. I have pretty good teacher here. Victor, so, uh, mm. you were talking about Hella just now, as I walked in. Mm. She wishes to let you know she's actually on your side this time, she says. I don't know about any well, past times, but... Well, that may be very true for the moment sort of an enemy of my enemies, my temporary friend sort of deal. I would uh, consider it our interests are temporarily aligned. Fair enough. If what she says is true. Mm. Which one should never assume. But uh, we got this sorted out. What? Uh... Nigel comes in, by the way, mm. um, with the uh, Titans of Steel behind him. He goes, uh, you Victor? I am. Oh, I got uh, Grit Tough and Stuff's uh, will here. Huh. And uh, he had something for you. And what I'd like to do is actually have Chris read off the will as Grit, All right. the voice of Grit, as though Grit were writing us out. <clears throat> I can almost hear his That's voice in my meant. head as I read this. Well, if you're reading this, then I'm either dead 
or on some other plane of existence. Uh-huh. Either way, the kill switch was activated, and its instructions are to be carried out by my network of loyal colleagues within mm. Neverwinter. Man, I really hope I'm not dead. Mm. Until such time as I return, consider this my legal will. To Dunk Thor Anderson, I declare that all assets pertaining to Luton Dagger Mercenary Company and its mining operation are to be owned and controlled by Dunk. Mm-hmm. To Helia Thornton, I return her the mansion in Phandalin that she had given me. Yeah, <laughs> burned down. I also hope to leave her with a broken heart. Yeah, fat chance. To Victor and Franklin, Ooh. please say a few kind words about my good deeds in front of very important people. Hmm. Make them cry a little, will ya? Hmm. And to Twix, I leave an open invite as the Luton Dagger mercenary mascot. Dunk should put a statue of all of you in our offices. Thank you for not eating me in my sleep, little guy. I do like the statue part. 